The ending of one point streak is an opportunity for another to begin. The Bruins lost last night to Carolina, but they're right back at it tonight against Ottawa. And we're also going to break down the Norris Trophy power rankings here on a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, January 25th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Unfortunately, we do have to talk about a Boston Bruins loss 3-2 3-2 last night to the Carolina Hurricanes, a game in which they were down 2 nothing, battled back, tied it up, and then, well, we'll talk about what happened here in a moment. First, you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my hockey thoughts, and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. So the Bruins were down 2 nothing last night after two periods. And Jim Montgomery did a little bit of line tinkering and found some success by placing Brad Marchand, Charlie Coyle, and Trent Frederick as a trio. Brad Marchand scored 130 into the period off a primary assist from Trent Frederick. Hampus Lindholm drew the secondary assist. And then Marchand scored his 23rd goal of the season from Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick to tie things up at 7.20. They were pressing, they were pushing, but unfortunately, a bad pinch led to a Jordan Martinuk breakaway, and he was able to cash in on Linus Allmark. It it was one probably, maybe, possibly, likely Allmark should have had. It wasn't a, a fancy deke or a... Backhand shelf, it was just a quick shot. Martinuk even admitted he didn't really hit the spot that he wanted to hit, but sometimes you catch the goalie off guard, and he feels like that's kind of what he was able to do. Probably, again, one that Ulmark should have had. You hate to see a shot, and then it kind of catch the goalie and slowly go over the line. You much prefer to see them be beat clean off a unstoppable shot that's not really what we got here and um unfortunately the Bruins were not able to even get it to overtime get that extra point uh Brad Marchand the author of the comeback said the Hurricanes play extremely hard they're very competitive they play tight they win a lot of battles that was a playoff type game and the Bruins did not Come out super ready for it in the first and second. The third was a lot more like what we want to see. Um, Again, 
They're just turning it into a learning experience. Marshawn said those are games that are great for them to go through this time of year. They learn that's what they need to do to compete against teams like that. So it's a good learning lesson for the Bruins. 11, 63, 13, that looks like a line we want to keep together for some time. And um, it was right there. Spencer Martin kept the Hurricanes in it. Linus Allmark, perhaps a bit leakier than we would have liked to have seen. Um, And the Bruins, again, failing to pick up a point last night. Their point streak ending at nine and a win streak over at five. Now, Marshawn's two goals, I should add, were his 394th and 395th of his career. He's tied Ray Bork for fifth on the Bruins all-time list which is incredibly impressive uh, feat for Brad Marchand. The Hurricanes had the advantage in shots in this one, 33-28, although the Bruins came on strong in the third, outshooting them 13-10. But the second period, 13-7, was the advantage for Carolina. Um, This is the first of three meetings between these two teams. They'll play again not till April, April 4th and April 9th. Uh, right up near the end of the season. Marshawn, Frederick Coyle, I mentioned, were a dynamic trio last night for the Boston Bruins. James Van Riemsdyk led the team along with David Poshnok with five shots on goal. He had a great chance to um, tie things up late but was denied by Spencer Martin, who was making his debut for the Hurricanes. Overall, Allmark went uh, 30 saves on 33 shots for a 9.09 save percentage, which is okay, but not quite the elite level that, uh, that they're looking for out of him. Carolina pretty much dominated in terms of shot attempts, 62.8 at 5 on 5. They had a 56% advantage shots, five on five scoring chances, a 55% advantage. Boston did have more in the way of high danger chances at five on five. Uh, and it's even more so in all situations, but um, Spencer Martin came up big with some, with some key saves. And unfortunately, Allmark was not able to stop that last one. Again, just a, a good learning experience for the Boston Bruins, who still first place in the Atlantic, uh, five points up on Florida, 11 points up on Toronto here as we near the break. Two games left on the schedule for the Bruins before the bye week and the All-Star break, and we'll preview uh, the one coming up tonight here later on in the podcast. But the big story, of course, was Brad Marchand with the two Big goals, uh, a couple assists for Trent Frederick. The Bruins outcompeted in the in the second. They played with better desperation and a better effort in the third. We're able to tie it up, uh, but unfortunately, yeah, that one leaked in. Martin Natchez, I thought, was probably the best player on the ice both ways. He was very dynamic uh, and had a ton of chances for the Hurricanes, and he led them with, I think, at least 
yeah, he, he had nine shots on goal to lead all players. Uh, so he looked fantastic in that one. Anyways, a tough loss for the Bruins, but they don't have much time to uh, dwell on it. They'll shake it off. They're already in Ottawa. They're preparing for tonight's game against the Senators, which we'll preview later on. Coming up, we're going to look at the locked-on NHL Norris Trophy power rankings and see if there's any uh, any Bruins there in the mix. We'll discuss that here coming up as the podcast continues. FanDuel is the place you want to be to make your next bet, my friends. It is a great place to take advantage of parlays, to look at the over-under for tonight's Bruins Senators game, among other things. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets win or lose it's not just for the nfl you can get in on the action with the nba and the nhl as well their app is so easy to use you can find live same game parlays bets in their explore tab the parlay hub all you have to do is visit fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup tonight's over under for the Bruins sends game is set at 6.5 if you want to place your five dollar bet there Again, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much once again for making LockedOn Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app. Please smash that subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, LockedOn has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel over there locked on sports today has you covered 24 7 with the top sports stories from our local experts and national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel all right, it is Power Rankings Thursday here on the podcast, and while we typically do Atlantic or Eastern Conference team power rankings, switching it up the last couple of weeks because of locked-on NHL voting, which has pivoted to player trophies here over the past couple of weeks. Last week, we talked about how David Pasternak was criminally left off the top 10 in terms of Hart Trophy rankings. This week... Bruin getting a bit more respect, but outside of the finalists. And we're talking about the Norris Trophy here on today's podcast. Top 10 from uh, 10 to 6 is Josh Morrissey of the Winnipeg Jets. Evan Bouchard of the Edmonton Oilers. I think he's probably the one who got the short end of it this week. I would have, I think I had him in my top 5. Uh, Roman Yossi in Nashville. Rasmus Dahlin in Buffalo, and Miro Heiskanen in Dallas. Now, let's talk about the top five. Number five, our boy from the Boston Bruins, Charlie McAvoy. In fourth, Adam Fox of the New York Rangers. In third, you have New York Islanders blue liner Noah Dobson. And then the elite elite, Kale McCarr from Colorado, and Quinn Hughes from Vancouver. Now, the top three, you may notice, 
our top three scoring defensemen in terms of points. Quinn Hughes leads the way with 59. Kale McCarr's got 47. Noah Dobson at 48. McCarr has the advantage in terms of points per game, however, 1.33, for uh, Quinn Hughes, and 1.02 for Noah Dobson. Victor Hedman is up there with one point per game as well, and uh, he was left off this top 10 list. You can make a case for him having a pretty good bounce back year. Charlie McAvoy, I should mention, is outside the top 10 in terms of points per game, 0.77 total points. He has 30, which ranks him 16th among all defensemen. Shots on goal, he's only got 76, which puts him... 45th and in terms of average ice time as well he is not carrying the heaviest of loads he ranks 13th at 24.37 drew Doughty is the only player over 26 minutes a night dobson john carlson seth jones cam fowler mike matheson heiskanen dalene all averaging over 25 points Per, or sorry, minutes per game. At the moment, it's hard to argue against either Hughes or Makar. It really does look like a two-horse race for the Norris Trophy. And Noah Dobson, perhaps a guy who's a bit underrated at this point, but he's played fantastic for the New York Islanders. It very much do some recognition. Uh, after, you know, he was a 12th overall pick back in 2018. He's 24 really coming into his prime here as the centerpiece of the blue line for the Islanders. I'd put Bouchard higher than than where he is in these rankings. He's got 42 points in 43 games for the Oilers and uh, playing big, important minutes for that team. McAvoy, yeah, in the top five, I don't think there's too much arguing with that. It's, it's um, a testament to his play both offensively and defensively. It's so tempting with the Norris trophy, like we saw last year with Eric Carlson, just to go with the guy who has the most points, but it's important to look at complete game and the impact the player has on team defense. The Bruins have allowed the uh, fewest or no, they're allowing, wait, what are they uh, allowing goals per game? It's not the fewest. They have been fewest in the past. Right now, just looking at NHL.com, their goals allowed per game is uh, ranked fifth, 2.62. Power play is fifth. Penalty kill is down to seventh. Charlie McAvoy plays in all situations. and really just is the anchor of this blue line. Yes, he has a lot of support. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick, Derek Forbort went healthy. But there's been a lot of times this season where they've been relying on Mason Lorai, Parker Witherspoon, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk as the veteran. The Bruins, without Charlie McAvoy, are a completely different team. And he 
straight up is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. For so for him to be ranked in the top five by locked on NHL hosts, uh, I think I had him outside the top three to be honest. Hughes, Makar, and I think I had Bouchard in third, maybe Dobson, but I did have McAvoy in the top five, and I think he's properly ranked there at the moment. Again. It's going to be hard for him to win this award unless he has a huge offensive boost. That's just the reality until we have a a Bobby Orr award for offense and uh, keep the Norris Trophy for best defenseman. But in terms of overall complete game, he's right up there with the very best in the NHL. But Makar, Hughes, those are the. It's going to come down to those two, and for very good reason. Now, McAvoy and the Bruins will be back in action tonight against the Ottawa Senators, and uh, we're going to preview that game here as the podcast continues. If you're hiring in 2024, then there's no better place to find the best candidates than on Indeed. Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 global monthly visitors and matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on Locked On Boston Bruins. And again, get that $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions do apply, but if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Bruins. Senators in Ottawa tonight, a game that I wish I could be at. I always try to get to Ottawa to see the Bruins. I went last year around the holidays. Unfortunately, it's on a Thursday night, so I'm not able to make the trip. But should be a good game between the Bruins and uh, Chris Kelly's former club in the Ottawa Senators. Senators been very disappointing so far this season. They've made a coaching change. GJ Smith is out. Jacques Martin is in. Uh, they're slowly perhaps turning a corner, but still four, five, and one over their past 10. They have won two in a row, but well at the bottom of the Atlantic division and tied for the fewest points in the Eastern Conference, although they have three games in hand on the uh Columbus Blue Jackets, who are also at 37 points. Uh, Their special teams have been pretty bad. 24th on the power play, 29th on the penalty kill. I mentioned Boston's numbers uh, a little bit ago. Uh, Ottawa's allowing 3.6 goals per game. Their goaltending this season, I foolishly made the choice in my fantasy league to take a gamble on Eunice Corposalo. He's been awful. 889 save percentage. Uh, Anton Forsberg is injured. They've been going with the youngster Mads Sogard recently. Uh, Again, they have won two in a row, three of their past four. Two of those wins were against the Canadians, though. One against Philadelphia, which is a bit more impressive. 
but this is a very beatable team. They do have weapons, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla among them. Um, they're led in scoring by Stutzla, Claude Giroux. Uh, Drake Batherson is up there as well. They have some firepower on the blue line between Jake Chiptrin, uh Jake Sanderson, Thomas Shabbat. But overall, their team defense is pretty atrocious, and the Bruins hopefully should be able to bounce back and get the engines running once again here. Uh, Pasternak continues to lead the way over the past five games for this team with eight points, including five goals. Didn't score last night. It was Marchand who was hot. The Bruins had their point streak ended at nine games last night, but they're six, one and three over their last 10 overall. And we'll certainly be looking to go into the all-star break here on a high note between this game tonight. And then another to finish off this portion of the season on Saturday afternoon against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, It's the first of three meetings between these two teams this year. Only one in Ottawa. The next two are in Boston. And um, yeah, a pretty winnable game here for the Bruins. One in which they should be able to shake off last night's loss and, uh, and get back on the winning side of things. Now, Ottawa did not play last night, so the, they could be a bit fresher, perhaps. But, um, again, the Bruins are just better than, than, the, uh, than the Senators. Uh, Ottawa does have an 8-6 record in the Atlantic Division, but they're only 18-24-1 overall. And while they do have some firepower, they do have some injuries as well. Travis Hamannick out. Anton Forsberg, who I mentioned, Dominic Kubelik is out, gives some potential secondary scoring. Bruins are fairly healthy at the moment with uh, only Milan Lucic away from the team among the regulars. Matt Potra should get back in the lineup after being scratched uh, last night. Planned kind of scratch. I still don't love. I still think that they are pushing his 40-game mark back as close to the trade deadline as possible in order to assess what they have, if they have their best lineup for the playoffs. Possible he could be sent back. Unlikely, I guess, but it's still a possibility in my mind. Uh, But he should be able to get back in the lineup tonight after being uh, rested in uh, last night's game against the, uh, the Hurricanes. All right, that is it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me today once again. Please let me know if uh, you have any questions or concerns. Hit me up at ENC McLaren or at Locked NHL Bruins. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss whatever happens tonight in Ottawa to tee up uh, tomorrow's or Saturday's game against Philadelphia. Quick programming note, I will be off Monday, Tuesday next week. The fam and I hitting up Niagara Falls and uh, going to enjoy uh, some time at the water park there, which I'm very much looking forward to. All right, friends, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.